Welcome back to the 258 Sportscast. And as you can hear or see, you'll notice I'm doing the intro. And this is a rarity on this podcast, but you know, when I'm doing the intro, that means only good things for my Miami, South Florida sports teams. And that's where we're going to get started today. Obviously, if you have been paying attention to the NBA playoffs, the Miami Heat knocked off the Philadelphia 76ers, Tommy's Philadelphia 76ers in six games. And for Tommy, um, after all the trashing he did to my Miami Heat, to Gabe Vincent, to Max Struess, all of those guys, we finally, finally finished off the series in static fashion, going up to Philadelphia and knocking off a team that just did not want it at all. But we'll get into that in a little bit. What I want to highlight here is talk about some of the people, not only Tommy, but just people out in the public eye who have kind of really not had faith in the heat and, the, and not only just for this year, but years in the past. And I first want to start off with ESPN's Stephen A. Smith. When Jimmy Butler got, um, when he signed with the Miami Heat several years back, he is on record by saying that Jimmy Butler is making a mistake coming to Miami and that he was never going to get out of the first round and he was never going to be as loved as he was in Philly. False. False, false. All those things have been proved to be untrue. He also said that Jimmy would be another guy. Um, he's just one of several ESPN reporters and TV personalities that have trashed the heat for no reason. And it is completely, um, it's obviously part of their, um, part of what they're trying to get across to the public, but obviously it was very, very false. Next up, Kirk. Goldsberry, he, um, you know, he penned this amazing article, maybe for some people, but um, he posted an article on ESPN in January where he shared his six true contenders and his six true contenders in January were the Brooklyn Nets, who have now been eliminated, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are still in contention, the Chicago Bulls, who have been eliminated, the Golden State Warriors, who are still in contention, the Phoenix Suns, who are still in contention, and the Memphis Grizzlies, who have now been eliminated two teams that he had um, listed as dangerous loomers were the Los Angeles Lakers who didn't even make the playoffs and the Miami heat. So this is just another example of an ESPN reporter, not giving any love to this Miami heat team. And obviously this heat team was able to prove all of these people wrong, including our very own Tommy Fink continuing episode after episode after episode, listening to heat low, very low in his power rankings, not really having any basis for any of any of his claims of why the Heat weren't going to go the distance. Obviously, we still have a whole nother series to go to see if they can go to the distance to the finals, but um, I'm ecstatic. That's all I can say, and I'm excited to see what the rest of these NBA playoffs hold for us. Yeah, that's all good and well, Jet. Uh, unfortunately, I think one thing that you're failing to realize here is summer is – the season of baseball. So I'm not too sure why we're still talking basketball on this show. Uh, I get that you may want to do it here from time to time, like when important events happen, but free to continue to just talk basketball nonsense after basketball nonsense. It hurts my ears um, as well as the ears of our fans. So <clears throat> interesting to say that because let's you, go ahead in, and in, in, our, in, our, in our pre-show meeting you um, highlighted NBA basketball playoff talk as our number one priority Ken has that noted as well and Ryan our editor and um, longtime friend also has that written down yeah well I mean I've always been a 
a big proponent of Ken can go fuck himself. So, Ken, I'll see you later, buddy. I'm not too... I'll, I'll, I'll give Jet the satisfaction of a response here. Congratulations to the Miami Heat for reaching the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, he wants to talk about true contenders. I still don't see the Heat as true contenders because there's literally no chance they make it out of out of the East because the Bucks or Celtics are both going to stomp all, all over the this Miami Heat. They keep, keep following those receipts in my desk drawer right here, so no worries at all as you cough, but I'll continue on. Let's go on. Go ahead and uh, get on to something way more important here, and that is our first sponsor, Jet. Sponsoring today's episode, this is brought to you by, and this goes coinciding with my item of the day. And this sponsor came to be, well, because it's my own business. Curbside Scenery. It is a curb appeal business. Um, what we do is we... Uh, Go into people's houses who may be selling the house or, you know, they just want a different look. Ask them what they want. Take the notes and fix up the front of the house. We can post some before and after pictures on our Instagram if you guys really want. Uh, incredible business. So shout out to Curbside Scenery for hitting us today with this sponsor. We couldn't get this episode of the podcast out without them. And by them, I mean myself. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jet... Jet and Ken don't really have day jobs, so they, they're more analytical here. Um, their day job is just humping each other's legs in circles around their bedroom floor. Me, you know, I have to, I have to go out and, and work for what I do. So, Jet, thoughts on that? Um, just like all of your other claims, <laughs> completely without merit. I looked at our views a couple hours ago, and I think – People are finally starting to catch on to these claims that you're making without without merit. It's kind of hurting us, but it's it's okay. Um, I plan on interviewing a bunch of people, um, potentially as a replacement or as a, another co-host, just to kind of either balance things out or just get a a more unbiased perspective onto this show. That's fine. I mean, you have three intros and they're all just sucking off the Miami Heat, so we can talk about bias later. Right, and you were going to do a Phillies intro, so. And like I said, this is baseball season. Philly is a baseball town. I'm not too sure why we're talking about the Sixers at all. Um, next season, I've, it's already been said that Doc Rivers will continue to be the coach of this team. So I will continue to watch them lose, I guess. I don't even – there's no other way to say it. They will not win with this guy coaching Uh I know a few of our viewers have told me that they think Doc Rivers is a legendary coach. And as far as achievements and accolades, yes. But, I mean, his track record is just so bad. I think it's more of longevity that gives him so many wins and playoff wins in general. I mean, he also takes over great teams every time he's coaching. Um, go ahead, Jet. Yeah, no, serious question. Um, who from this Philadelphia 76ers team do you see no longer being with the team uh, come t next year uh tobias harris is out i think unfortunately for this one i think we see tyrese maxi in a utah jazz uniform next season 
Really? I okay. think Don, I think Donovan Mitchell is going to be shipped over to Philly, and I'm not I'm not a fan of this idea. I want Tyrese Maxey; he's the future of this organization. Uh, but James Harden has said that he'll do anything to stay with Philly. I don't know if that means he'll take pay cuts. Uh, it sounded like it. It sounded like he really wanted to be here. I know Joel likes him as a guy and as a facilitator. Um, I think we very well could see Harden, Embiid, and Donovan Mitchell in Philly next season. But that would leave us start. Uh, Thibel would probably go in that. Uh, probably go with Tobias Harris wherever he goes. It'd probably be a package deal. Uh, I don't know who else we pick up. It's hard to say. Interesting. I mean, obviously Donovan Mitchell is a, a great player, and it looks like either him or Rudy Gobert, most likely Mitchell's going to be on the move. Uh, so interesting to see if he ends up with the 76ers. Obviously, no matter what happens with the 76ers this offseason, we know it will end in another playoff disappointment. So, Yeah. So good luck. Uh, I think the addition of Kyle Lowry, even though he's going to be on the bench most likely, I think that's really going to change the fact that you got swept last season by the Bucks, right? No, I think what's going to change the fact is that some of our young guys have really developed nicely. And mm, developed. You know, Jim, Jimmy, it's a, it's Jimmy's favorite playing. word of uh, Cowboys fans love the word develop. Well, you you know, know that, right? Also, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, I don't know if you've been paying attention. We'll probably be featured later on the word of the day, but um, just keep showing that love to him. Keeps, you know, dropping 25, 30, 35 plus point games. And he's looking more and more like a, a top 10 player in the NBA. So, uh, 15, maybe. Yeah. Now, Jet, do you want to go on ahead and get started on these MLB, uh, NBA games that we have not talked about yet? Absolutely. So, last episode is what, the 12th? Yes. So, we just have May 3rd. We just have yesterday's games, then, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we could talk about the Suns-Mavericks game six, and I don't think we touched on that. Obviously, we just talked on the, talked okay, about yeah. the heat, but just the three games. Hey, that prediction's still alive for me. It is game one of two game sevens that we'll see um, Sunday as this episode is out. Um, two real, it's going to be two really good games, but I uh, want to talk about the Suns-Mavericks series because this is something that you've been very high on all, all throughout the playoffs. I think that I think that we see Luca squaring off against Curry. I think we do. I think this comes to fruition. Um, I know that now that I'm saying this, you know, Chris Paul is going to pull his head directly out of his asshole, and Devin Booker is going to continue to be Devin Booker. Um, hopefully, though, my prediction stands correct because I think it'll be fun. I think I don't know complete turnover in the Western conference. Yeah. I, I, I saw the Suns just cause this game is going to be at home. And just, I don't think Chris Paul is going to continue to play as bad as he has these past several games. Luca is obviously going to have another spectacular game. There's no question about that, but it's always a question or whether or not his supporting cast is going to show up. And for the large part of this series, whether it's been Finney Smith or Brunson or other guys, they, they really have had guys step up, but, the Suns have been the best team in the league for the reason. And in these types of games, I think they'll find a way to close it out. Yeah. I may just bet every Suns players over on points. And then I'll know that the under hits um, because I did bet Dorian Finney Smith's over and he had easily the worst game of this entire playoffs from him. 
So he dropped four. I was hoping for 12. It's okay, though. <laughs> uh, not every parlay hits, right? Nope. All right. Suns, uh, Mavericks in seven. They'll square off against Golden State. Mavericks will then go on to the NBA Finals in six games. May 13th, Boston Celtics over the Milwaukee Bucks. Excellent series. I think the Milwaukee Bucks take game seven. I mean, it's been back and forth every single game. I don't see that changing all of a sudden. I think the Bucks just find a way to win it. I still am going to stick with the Celtics. Um, this game's going to be in Boston, and if Jason Tatum can have another big game like he did in Game Six, really, really carry this um, Celtics team to the finish line. The road team has almost looked worse in this whole series. True, I mean, but the thing is, obviously, with Milwaukee picking up that win in Game Five, obviously the Celtics should have won that game, but they, mm-hmm. but they didn't. Um. That's why I mean that the the home team in all of these games have has looked the the better of the two, uh, the Celtics. Like I've talked about all year, pretty much the down the stretch have been outstanding, and into these playoffs, we've seen Al Horford kind of rejuvenate his career. He really had an awful game in, in Game Six, but they didn't need much more than him. With other got Marcus Smart had a nice bounce back game. Didn't didn't have any um tomfoolery on the court, so um it was it was good to see from him. But I'm sticking with the Celtics and. As a Heat fan, I would prefer to prefer to play the Celtics. Really? I would. I think the Celtics and Bucks are both salivating at the chance of winning one more game and then having a direct pass to the NBA Finals. Right. Al Horford. Good bounce back game from him. Two points. Ten rebounds, three assists. All you have to do is turn back the clock. 48 hours. <laughs> and the guy's just doing absolutely different things. I don't really understand what's up with him. I also, I'm going to expose myself a little bit. I just found out today that he was a sixer at one point. I, I It probably is very brief. Was it like less than a year? Not even a full year? Or was it a full year? I'm, I'm pretty, wasn't this like two years? Wasn't this right after Jimmy Butler? I... I I, I kind of like now that I'm thinking about it. I kind of remember it as I um hand the card over to Ken to see if he can get more details on this. Yes, it was um 2019-2020 season for 67 games he played with the 76ers right after the Celtics um the year before. Then they obviously went to the Thunder and then back to the Celtics this year. So yeah, it's a bit you, of Ken. a whore. Thank you, Ken, for that. Yeah, Ken, get out of here. All right, in the final game of the six-game set between Memphis and Golden State, Desmond Bain played great again. Brooks had another good game. Jaron Jackson, I think he, if he shows up, I think we see a game seven. But he didn't. He didn't really do much. Um, he didn't play poorly, but one for seven from three really hurts your team because that's just that's six possessions ending that could have ended in. 18 more points instead of just giving the ball right back. Um, whenever I see lopsided three-point numbers like that from one player, I kind of – I tend to blame a close game on that. Uh, I think it's I think it's a pretty foolproof way to do it, honestly, because, like, Jordan Poole went two for 11. If that guy would have knocked down four of those or just passed the ball out, 
this game's a blowout. I think it, it makes a huge difference, but doesn't matter. Golden State is going to lose to the Dallas Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals anyways. And Luca staples himself as the third best player in basketball today. Okay. Um, all right. Behind um, only. Uh, yeah. Giannis. Thanasis. Well, I guess that's it, then, technically. Maybe yeah, fourth. Well, you said three, so. Fourth. Giannis, Thanasis, and apparently Nikola Jokic. Which is true. Um, my Not comments true my comments on this game. Clay Thompson looked like he, he showed up pretty well in this one. 30 points. He had a 14 from three. The Warriors are going to need that more from him as they get into the Western Conference Finals where they'll be playing the Phoenix Suns, which is going to be a very highly contested series. The one in one of three seeds um, in the, in this matchup. I still am going to stick with the Suns just because they are the best team in the NBA all year, and I just don't think that's going to change. Um, I think, though, comparing the Western Conference series and the Eastern Conference series, just because the Western Conference has been a lot more top-heavy all throughout the season, I think that's going to be the more entertaining series, even though, for me, the Eastern Conference is going to be a little more exciting because I am a Heat fan. But still expecting a Heat Suns NBA Finals. Pulling for the heat, but Suns are still going to get the job done in the end of the day. Yeah, it's going to be Bucks Mavericks. So <laughs> the Heat, I promise you, the Heat are not beating. They the will, Celtics and I, the I like, I, I literally promise you. I just clipped that little snippet right there, so I have it in death, the in the folder. Listen, death taxes, and the Bucks own the Heat. I'm sorry, it's just really. It what about what yes. about in the bubble? What about in the bubble? Uh, I'm just I'm just going from a perspective of when I started watching basketball, which was See, last season's playoffs. That's wrong. You guys got blown out of the water. Uh, very identical teams. Well, I mean that's that's no, that's pretty wrong. And your analysis is clearly clearly off base because you're not taking into account really fuller sample sizes when large parts of these teams were still in con 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 contact. Um, Gian- Giannis and that crew was still <laughs> largely the same. The Heat had a lot of the same players as well. Obviously, a few differences, but the Heat, the Heat won revenge for last year. And I know if they play the Bucks, they're going to be coming full force. That Jimmy Butler's not going to be the same player he was um, in the series last year. So I'm looking forward to whoever the Heat have to play. Um, continuing to clip all these little things you have to say and putting them into a folder. So once again, uh, when we get to when the Heat do make the NBA Finals, I'll have just soundbite after soundbite ability to play, and we can also make a full episode out of it just because all the slander you've had against the Heat. Bucks and six, and Celtics and seven. No, no, no. Bucks and five, Celtics and six, actually. Okay. Let's go ahead and hop into some NFL, Jet. Yes, I'm excited. Something that's been seldomly spoken about on this show ever since the offseason, ever since Joey Bangles fell just short of his Super Bowl title. Jet, you want to highlight some games that you think are going to be, you know, exciting games to watch in this NFL season. You have your top five games in in the next season. I'm going to go ahead and real quick and highlight my division winners. Okay. I don't, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go through just playoffs. I'm gonna tell you who's winning every division. But you can get into your. You can tell us what five Dolphins games are gonna be fun to watch. Just go ahead and dry hump pan on the floor while you do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll can I just stay right there. Um, 
old stale still. Um, so gross. Um, so yeah, the NFL schedule, obviously big, big release this past, this past Thursday. So obviously all eyes are on these matchups now and where we're going to expect as the season gets underway, just a few honorable mentions before I get to my top five. First one, Broncos Seahawks, a uh, week one matchup, Russell Wilson returns to playing his, uh, former team in the Seattle Seahawks. I think that's going to be a great game just with the storylines around it. Carson Wentz is going to be returning back to play the, the Philadelphia Eagles. And Josh McDaniels versus his old team in the New England Patriots. And then obviously every other Dolphins game. Those are just my honorable mentions. But number five for me, the Miami Dolphins versus the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night football. The reason is Brian Flores is now part of the Pittsburgh Steelers coaching staff. And now he gets to see his former team from the opposing sideline. I think obviously the NFL agrees. They put this on a primetime game, Sunday night football, a game that I will be at. So this is something I'm really looking forward to, and I'm excited to the Dolphins hopefully get a win over their former coach. Number four, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Green Bay Packers. There's a lot of history in this matchup, obviously with the Dez, Brian, catch, no catch. Mike Marthy, Mike McCarthy, the former head coach of the Green Bay Packers and that relationship with Aaron Rodgers, which looked like it kind of deteriorated as the um, tenure went along. But Aaron Rodgers is going to try and hang up probably 40 40- points against his former head coach and i think this is going to be a very good matchup number three the kansas city chiefs first to los angeles rams uh several years back this was a monday night football game that was one of the highest scoring combined games in nfl history while it may not be like that this time around the rams do have a different quarterback last time it was jared goff now it's matthew stafford both offenses our electric, electric, we'll see how Patrick Mahomes fares without Tyreek Hill, but I think this is going to be a very entertaining game to watch. Number char- number two, I got the Los Angeles Chargers and the Los Angeles Rams, the Battle of Los Angeles, uh, two teams that could potentially meet in the Super Bowl if all goes right. Obviously, the Chargers making a ton of ad- additions on the defensive end and still have that explosive offense. The Rams have still pretty much of the same cast returning for another year, trying to make it back-to-back Super Bowls. And the number one, I got another Rams game, Bills versus Rams, the first game of the NFL season, obviously something that I think a lot of people are looking forward to, not only because it's the first game of the season, football's back, but this is going to be a very entertaining matchup with the Bills potentially looking to get over the hump and get into a Super Bowl and the Rams trying to begin their path in defending their Super Bowl crown. Thoughts. Yeah, I'm especially I'm especially excited for that last one. Get to watch Matt Mawad's Bills fall to 0 and 1. That's gonna be super fun to see. Got to see it first game last year with Brendan Lynch's Dallas Cowboys falling to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in game one. So it's gonna be fun to keep the theme going. Another another comment I will make. I don't understand why Wentz returning to Indy doesn't get an honorable mention. Well, cause just just because he has more history with Philadelphia, obviously he was the only way he was. With the I mean, Colts he probably played as many games with each team, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, about I just 15. I, I I honestly just when I when I think about like watching NFL games and what's going to really excite me, just the Colts don't make my list. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, they just really don't make for good television. Yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of times boring teams are are the best. So I I'll go ahead and agree with that. Um. I'm just going to go, you know, never eat soggy waffles like the compass, north, east, southwest. So we'll start with the AFC with that. So AFC north, 
The Baltimore Ravens are going to win this division this year. They got healthy. I understand there's no wide receivers. Mark Andrews is still a beast. Um, Lamar's dealt with no receivers his whole career, and they've always had pretty good rec- records um, as far as teams as the team goes. Obviously, the Bengals are better. The Browns are better, but it's not their time yet because Deshaun Watson, we likely won't see him till around week six or seven. Um, and the Steelers, I don't see them as serious contenders this season, especially not to win the division. Um, so give me the Ravens. So that's never – let's go to eat. The AFC East, I have the Buffalo Bills taking this one. Um, Dolphins close behind. Patriots and Jets both have no chance. Patriots, I think, had a fluky year last year by even making it to the playoffs. Beat up on a lot of bad opponents um, and never really beat any good ones. I think that once they lost to the Colts last season, I think that kind of sent their season smiling out of control um, just because after that, they never won a meaningful game for the rest of the year. So never eat. That's down. Let's get to Soggy. AFC South. Give me the Indianapolis Colts. This is a very, this is a no-brainer for me. Um, Jaguars ain't doing Jack. The Texans ain't doing Jack. Tennessee Titans, I believe are not doing Jack. Their best player right now, besides Derrick Henry is Robert Woods coming off an ACL and he's 32. Jet, you tell me. Um, I just, I don't, I don't see it with this team. I think they have a good front four. I think their offensive line is okay, but it's getting older. Derrick Henry's getting older and coming off an injury. Obviously, Robert Woods I just touched on. Ryan Tannehill, not much going on there. I think there's a chance we see Malik Willis around week week 13 because this team is going to be out of playoff contention pretty early this year. Never eat soggy. Let's get to waffles. The AFC West, bit of a curveball here. I'm taking the Las Vegas Raiders to come out of this division. Um, I think that they are the most solid team in this whole entire division. I think that they have the third best quarterback in the division. I'm going to take him over Russell Wilson. I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. I've always been high on him. You don't like him very much. Um, third best quarterback in the division, the number one receiving core in the division. They have a, a so-so backfield. The offensive line is average, but it's going to get the job done. And then we talk about the defense. You know, they have stars throughout the defense. I think the only defense in the division that's better, um, I think the Broncos secondary is better. Other than that, maybe the Chargers. Chargers are close. I think the Raiders take this division. I think that they win big games uh, quite a bit of the time. You know, even when they were bad, you see them winning games against the Chiefs year in and year out. Um, They've always kind of played the Chargers well, and they've had the Broncos number for a number of years now. So, Raiders are coming out of the West. Let's move to the NFC, Jet, shall we? Shall we, yes. Never. A- NFC North. Another curveball here. I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings. Aaron Rodgers, hell of a career, buddy. You've done things that, you know, people can only dream of and some people can't even dream of. Greatest arm talent probably to ever come into this league. Your run's over. You're still a great quarterback, but you don't have that bailout option in Devontae Adams anymore. You're going to have to wait for Alan Lazard and Amari Rodgers to get open. Um, I understand that you can do that. I understand you can make it happen. Aaron Jones is a great player. You're going to get the ball to him quite a bit. A.J. Dillon, the better running back of the two, 
is going to get involved quite a bit as well. Defense is nothing special. Special teams is brutal. I think it's going to be tough for this team to come back from the way that they got eliminated last year. Um, you know, there's so much hype to get the first round by to only put up what seven points the next, like their first playoff game. Right. Yeah. And get eliminated right there. So I think that the Vikings have a top 15 quarterback, a top five receiving core, a top five backfield and their defense is underrated. I think, I think it's ranked in the better half of the league. I don't see anything wrong with this unit. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins has the ability to win games. If Kirk Cousins chokes, that's the only chance that they don't win this division. I don't. I don't think there's much standing in their path. Jet, we'll talk about. We'll talk about your thoughts on these all later. Yeah. Uh, never. Let's get to eat the NFC East. You know where I'm going with this, my friend. Philadelphia Eagles take the East this season. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs can guard one, maybe get two interceptions after giving up 300 yards. Who's guarding the other? Absolutely nobody. Malik Hooker, that guy was a failed project from the get-go with Indy. Um, the Eagles are taking this division. They're going to go 5-1 and one in the division this year. They're going to split the Cowboys, sweep the Giants, and sweep the Commanders. And I think that they do it relatively easy. I think that Jalen Hurts takes a step. Jalen Hurts has numbers very comparable to Josh Allen within the first two years, and that's running numbers as well. So I think Jalen Hurts is going to take a step here. I think Hurts is a very underrated I think he moves himself into the top quarterbacks this next season. I'd like to see it because I, I'm always – I got like being a fan of Philadelphia teams, I get a lot of the Eagles narrative on Twitter and stuff like that, so I see it a lot. If I had to pick a second favorite team, it'd probably be them right about now, just because I see so much of their narrative. I think they had a great draft. Obviously, A.J. Brown is a great player. If he can stay healthy, this team wins the division with ease. I think they win 11 or 12 games. Jet, you there? Yeah. All right, you're frozen, but we'll keep going since you can hear me. Never eat soggy. The NFC South, this is the Bucks. Really not a lot of explaining to do. I think that... It's the most self-explanatory division winner out of any division in the NFL this season. Um, no true contenders anywhere else. Uh, Panthers are going to stink. Falcons are going to stink worse. And the Saints are going to be average like they always they always are if they're not good. The NFC West, the Rams are taking it again back-to-back -back for this team. Um, the Cardinals, I think they're going to come out firing in the first half of the regular season again just because – Kyler and Cliff seem to just go berserk in the first half of the year. I don't get it. They get to like an 8-0, 9-1 type start, and then they kind of just float the way through and finish with like a 12-win season, which looks great on paper. But if you really look at it, they're spiraling out of control come playoff time and their first-round exits every time. Niners are good. I think the roster is there. I don't think Trey Lance is going to – I don't think he's the answer, and I don't think we see him do very much in a 49. I think he's a, a backup uh, waiting to happen. Seahawks are going to have two wins. Um, Yeah. Ready for my thoughts? I'm ready. The only so one... let, me, let me go over one more time. Yeah. My division winners, the Buffalo Bills, the Baltimore Ravens, the Indianapolis Colts, 
Las Vegas Raiders, Philadelphia Eagles, Minnesota Vikings, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, the, the only two that I disagree with you on are the Raiders and the Vikings. I'll first start with the Raiders. You're right. I'm not a huge fan of Derek Carr, and I think that's what's going to be the difference in them winning the division and not winning the division. The other three quarterbacks, you could argue Russell Wilson, maybe, maybe not, but the other three quarterbacks in this division are are better, in my opinion, than Derek Carr. And we haven't seen enough from Derek Carr to prove that he's able to carry a team. And he may not have to carry a team, but be able to put a team over the hump and get them into the playoffs. Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has won a, won a Super Bowl. Justin Herbert's one of the top and up-and-coming quarterbacks in this game, and they just built a great supporting cast around him, and now their defense got better. I had the Chargers winning the division. I have the um, the Chiefs finishing in second. I actually have the Raiders um, finishing in third in this division. So um, Broncos would finish last just because I do have questions now about their supporting cast with Russell Wilson and offensive line as well. So the thing for me about the Raiders, and obviously, yeah, Jerry Judy being out might be a big factor. The thing to me about the Raiders and Derek Carr in general, all all three of these other quarterbacks have had great weapons throughout their entire career. Obviously, Herbert's career is much smaller, but he's had Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler both seasons. Mahomes, we've seen his crazy amount of talent surrounding him. Russell Wilson's played with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and still couldn't really get the job done. Granted, the offensive line was bad. The running game really wasn't as bad as it was made out to seem. Um, but even, even prior to that, when he was winning Super Bowls, he had the best defense in the league. Um, bar, like, bar none. Absolutely bar none. Uh, I think Broncos were close, but, I mean, they had the best defense in the league. I think that he had a few underrated weapons as well on the offensive side. Uh, name's not really coming to my mind right now. Marshawn Lynch, obviously, though. Um, I forget. You had Jermaine Kearse, who was a good player Doug at times. Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. Yeah, Doug Baldwin. So Derek Carr, who's he had, really? We've seen him play with Josh Jacobs. We've seen him play with Hunter Renfro. Is that Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper, who was great with him. That was when they, they had a crazy season and they made the playoffs that year, Um, one of those years. But I don't know. I, I think that now that we see, I think this is our first real look at Derek Carr with a supporting cast. And I, I get it. I mean, these guys played together in college, so they already have that relationship. And obviously Devontae Adams wanted to go to Las Vegas to play with Derek Carr. Um, it's just compare even even just looking at the two teams like the Chargers and the Chiefs, even with the Chiefs without Tyree Kill, I still think they're gonna be able to win enough games to finish above the Raiders and the Chargers. Obviously there's a lot of hype around them and maybe I'm buying a little too much into the hype, but I just like what they've been doing and with Justin Herbert and what he's done so far in the league, I think he's only going to continue to get better. Hence why um, the Raiders wouldn't even be my um, second choice to even win this division. Yeah. And I, and I do, I understand that, but you have to look at it from the perspective of, okay, Last year, they made the playoffs with, what, 11 wins, right? Yeah. Hunter Renfro was the guy. Right. Right? Because Darren Waller was hurt down the stretch. Hunter Renfro was the guy. So now we take 
Darren Waller, put him back in the lineup, who's really an elite receiver with height. That's what Darren Waller is, an elite receiver with height. Um, Devontae Adams is added to this, who is widely renowned as the best receiver in our game today. Now, all of a sudden, Hunter Renfro is going to be guarded by linebackers, and he's going to be the security blanket. You see what I'm saying here? I do get what you're saying. I mean, another another concern for me is they obviously hired Josh McDaniels to be their head coach, and so far his tenure as a head coach in the NFL has not worked out um, very successfully. Obviously, he was he was with the Broncos. He did great with the Patriots, but could that have just been a product of being in the Bill Belichick system? We'll we'll find out soon. But that's another concern I have. Will will that relationship with Derek Carr be able to blossom and and get Derek Carr to elevate his game even more. I mean, Derek Carr showed flashes even towards the end of the season. He was able to get the Raiders into the playoffs, which is remarkable as it is. I just think that when you're looking at the complete team compared to the other teams in this division, it's it, they're they're lacking in some regards. Yeah, and and I absolutely 100% I understand that. Uh, I just. We'll, we'll circle back to this. Go yeah. ahead and tell me why you have a problem with the Vikings. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I think you'll find um, the, the, with the Vikings. Obviously they, they have a new head coach in O'Donnell from um, I believe the Texans and, or the Rams. I'm sorry. Um, the, th- the thing with the Vikings is obviously a lot of it's centered around Kirk Cousins and, and, and his ability. And you touched on this a little bit. If he chokes, then this will be the downfall of the Vikings. But I have questions surrounding whether also Adam Thielen will be able to stay healthy. Obviously, they still have Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and, you know, a dynamic group of weapons for Kirk Cousins. But Kirk Cousins has struggled playing in big games, and we've seen that all throughout his career, wherever he has been. Um, the offensive line is, is still a little bit of a question. It has gotten better. They, they addressed it in the draft. A lot of people also don't think they had a necessarily a great draft. They they made some questionable moves by letting the Detroit Lions come up ahead of them and and add someone like a Jamison Williams. Um, defensively, they were supposed to be a lot better last year with Mike Zimmer, but Mike Zimmer really couldn't get them going in the right direction. They have they have a lot of the guys on, in that unit to get the job done, but we'll see bringing in an offensive minded coach how that will impact their team. And then we're just talking about the Packers, obviously with Aaron Rodgers, without Devontae Adams, we'll see how that's going to transpire. But I think Aaron Rodgers made Devontae Adams more than Devontae Adams made Aaron Rodgers. And I think while there aren't necessarily any, um, you can't replace Devontae Adams, there's no question about it. I don't know how Alan Lazard or Sammy Watkins or Amari Rodgers are really going to be able to make up for, or even Randall Cobb make up for what's being lost with um, Devontae Adams. I I still think as a collective group, they're going to be able to make up for it. And defensively, they really didn't lose many guys. I think the only guy they lost was Darius Jones. So they still have that group intact and they played really well last season. So I think it's, I think it's really hard to say that the Packers aren't going to win the division this year. It's hard to say, but I, like I said, I, I can see it just because of, I mean, you look at that elite offense and the playmakers on that offense, it's very hard to say that this team keeps falling short of making the playoffs, you know? I think that Justin Jefferson for Stephon Diggs is probably the most even trade in NFL history. Um, I think that Adam Thielen is still a great receiver. I think he's criminally underrated. I talked about this with you. He's one of my favorite receivers in the game. 
Uh, I think he's just – he's big as well as an elite route runner, and I think his red zone the, – the red zone threat that he is is just unbelievable to have him and to have Dalvin Cook in the backfield at the same time. It's very hard to cover them when they're within the 10-yard line. But yeah. let me go ahead and – let's circle back. Let me circle back yeah, real quick. that's fine. So Derek Carr, you say – you know, you don't think he has it in him to maybe carry this team over the hump of winning a tough division, even getting to a Super Bowl. Here's Derek Carr's stats from last season. 4,800 yards, 23 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, and a 94 passer rating. Okay, who's this guy? 4,400 yards, 400 less yards, 36 touchdowns, 13 more touchdowns, and one more interception. Passer rating about... Two points lower. Well, that's Josh Allen. I mean, people say he's a top three quarterback in the right. game. People were crazy enough to put him above Mahomes. They say he's a far shot ahead of Herbert, who's top five. Him and Mahomes are debating for top one. What, Derek Carr? He doesn't crack the top 15 in a lot of people's lists. I don't really understand the narrative here. What, because he has 13 more touchdowns, more picks, less yards, and a lower passer rating? I understand the running abilities there for him, but he's also had better weapons. I think that they needs to be looked at because Carr, I mean, what is he not doing? What what more can he be doing, really? That's that's my kind of thing. Um, I think these numbers just get better with better weapons. I don't I don't see how they can possibly get worse. And let's go ahead into the Kirk Cousins thing. 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and a 103 passer rating. I mean, 4,400 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and a 104 passer rating. Well, guess what? There's Dak Prescott. I mean, people consider him top 10 easily, right? He's considered top 10 in every facet of quarterbacking. He's got the arm. He's he's mobile enough, right? He's mm-hmm. accurate. So how come Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr get the disrespect that they do? That's I mean, I, the thing. I'm struggling to see it. I mean, obviously, it's this is not all on them, but I think, and then obviously, Derek Carr has been been a he's won games like he, he's won a decent share of his games and he's gotten in the playoffs i think the argument maybe against kirk cousins is he hasn't been able to win as many games as someone like a dak prescott as someone like josh allen even Derek carr but i think it, i think it's more of a matter of being able to to win the big games both of those guys haven't shown enough of a sample size to be able to do obviously there's been plenty of times when when they've been able to get the job done but i think and also a lot of it plays into the narrative of the, the type of quarterback that we're expecting to see nowadays that that electric playmaker that can, you know, run for 15 yards every play and, and pass the ball for another 50, another play. So, and Derek Carr just doesn't have those types of playmaking abilities. He's more of the traditional, he, he can, he can scramble when he needs to obviously, but it's more of that traditional passer, but not to say Derek Carr is a bad quarterback. He's, he's a good quarterback. Obviously you're, you're much more higher on him than I am. We'll see if, if Adam Devontae Adams, um, will have a positive impact. Obviously, he's going to definitely help him. There's no doubt about it, and he's still have Hunter Renfro. But like I said before, and we're, we can definitely preview this later on as we get closer to the season, I just think that it, it's not going to be enough just yet to compete with the others in the division. Yeah, and the thing is, of the four quarters we mentioned, 
Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, and Kirk Cousins. I mean, none of them have really won big games aside from Josh Allen. He's won a few. He's won a few playoff games, but he's never gotten over. I mean, the Chiefs beat him twice in a row. I get you could say whatever you want about the overtime rule, but they're also one of two teams that voted against changing NFL overtime. Right. So I had no sympathy. Right. Um, say whatever you want about it. It's just, it's the way it is. It's the rules. You could have easily, I mean, you can make a stop on defense. It's not illegal. And, you know, for the defense that everyone considered top one, because they played a bunch of weak opponents earlier on in the year, like the Texans and, you know, whoever the dolphins of last year with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Um, I think that Josh has won big games, but the other three haven't really proven anything in the NFL yet. So all they have is their stats to go off of. And Josh Allen, I mean, he's close to that same conversation, in my opinion. You're not wrong. I think what would be a good thing to do is um, obviously we've been posting out um, new graphics on our Instagram page with different rankings and such. I think it'd be a good idea whether you want to do 10 or 15, but we could do our Let's do um, one to 32, baby. <laughs> one to 32. Let's, I don't ra- know. let's rank all starting quarter. I don't know if I could fit that on the, I don't know if I could fit that on a graphic, but we could try it. But um, you have two. We could do yeah. We could do one one through fifteen on one on one slide, and then uh, sixteen, 16 might as well thirty-two. Do okay, might as well not do fifteen. Whatever, on one just, slide. just seventeen shit on out the a next number. One. Just shoot out a number. <laughs> on a, I'll, I'll get I'll get Blake ready and get 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 him going on the graphics. Blake, is Blake, Blake added our, to the hump circle? Blake's our graphics guy. Oh okay. Is Blake part of the hump circle now that goes on down there yeah, in South Florida? He's waiting outside or now. I'll let him in soon. I know we're, we're wrapping it up soon as the computer starts to die, but, um, you know. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, it's not like chargers were invented, so yeah, you'll probably just go get a new computer soon. <laughs> Isaac has the charger in another room, so. Okay, yeah. Uh, didn't realize you were living in a homosexual frat house, <laughs> but <laughs> it's all good. Jed, is there anything else you want to get to besides, you know, the Phillies being the best team in baseball over the last week? No, if you want to get to that boring word of the day segment or anything, if that's that such, I think we have a little more time for that. So, Well, let me, let me just start a narrative that – so what? This is, my, this is my first narrative of the Major League Baseball season. It is 12.27 in the morning, May 15th. The National League MVP – is a very familiar face to the award. He is a third-time winner of the award, 2015 and 2022. Bryce Harper is top. Well, you know, let me give you the stats. Let me just let the stats speak for themselves. Let's go to player stats, National League. Bryce Harper is top 15 in batting average, top one in home runs, and top two in runs batted in, all while with a torn ulnar collateral ligament, Jet. This is this is the agenda that I'm pushing. This is my first agenda of the Major League Baseball season, as I've once stated. Oh, hold on now. He's also third in stolen bases in the National League. So top three in every stat besides what? Top 10 in in batting average? That's fine with me. Let's check OPS, second place. Let's check on base percentage. 
also top 20. So this guy is top 20 in every stat imaginable. Slugging, top one. A 626 slugging percentage, Jet. I don't, I don't really know what much more you need to hear. That is my agenda of the day. Let's get to okay. word of the day. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and turn on my ringer here so you guys hear me typing in the words word of the day into my search bar. We do not do it cheap around here. I'm seeing it at the same time as you do. You can get Glenn to help you out. I think he's waiting outside your house. Uh, no, I have no one waiting outside my house. I just live in a normal household. The word of the day is verdunt. Verdant. <laughs> V-E-R-D-A-N-T. Uh, it's pronounced V-E-R-D-U-N-T. That's why I said verdant. What it means. <laughs> verdant means green in tint or color, green with glowing plants, or unripe in experience or judgment. I think we all know where I'm going with this one. Gabe Vincent. Max Struess, Markeith Morris, need I say more? I mean, all of these players are unripe in experience or judgment. They have no clue what they're doing out on that court. Yeah, guess what? You beat the Hawks. You beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Two of your wins were fraudulent. Stop. Two of your wins were fraudulent. No Joel Embiid on the court. A seven-foot-two man. If he's not on the court... Who knows what happens? If he is on the court, boy, oh boy, be prepared. <sighs> Gabe Vincent is unripe. Max Struess is really unripe. When these bright lights hit, Jet, when you get to game four and you're on the verge of being eliminated from contention as a whole, the Eastern Conference Finals are coming to a close Fourth quarter begins. You guys are down eight points. You need this win or you go home. Max Struess is going to show just how unripe he is. He's going to shoot a whopping 0 for 6 in the quarter. He's going to have two personals. He's going to turn the ball over twice. Gabe Vincent, four personal fouls in the quarter, Jet. In the quarter. P.J. Tucker, oh, he's ripe. A little too ripe, I might add. P.J. Tucker is on the verge of falling off the tree of youth. But guess what? He still won't knock down that corner three, which seems like he's done 10 million times in his career. The corner three. The hard defense. It's his bread and butter ever since he came into the league. But guess what? He ain't getting that shot up over Drew Holiday. He ain't getting that shot up over Giannis Antetokounmpo. He ain't getting that shot up when the game's a blowout and Thanasis is on the court. Guess what? Jimmy Butler wants to drive. He's been putting up 30 a game. Good on him. More power to you, J-Butt. But guess what, my friend? You ain't getting those weak-ass floaters over Big Brook Lopez. He is the best basket defender in the league. And guess what? You ain't getting it up over him. Giannis, also in the conversation. You ain't getting it up over him. 
I mean, who's going to guard Giannis? Tell me. Tell me who, Jet, right now. P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker. Tucker's going to guard Giannis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, athleticism difference right now is somewhere as far as the East is from the West. Just, I mean, basketball skill set, East from the West. Who's going to guard Brooke Lopez? Bam. 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 Well, first of all, let's look at What about when Bam something. takes a they're, break? They're going to rotate. Dwayne Dedman? Yeah. So, so you're telling me that there's a chance that Brooke Lopez is going to get guarded by a guy a foot shorter than him? I don't buy it. Um, this is going to be a blowout series. It's going to be tough to watch, even without Chris Middleton. Um, unfortunately, Chris Middleton is going to be needed to the finals as, against the Dallas Mavericks as we see the Mavericks win the NBA finals this season. But I don't know. Maybe don't next know. Maybe know. next. Maybe know. next season when know. Gabe Vincent is a little bit know. more ripe, when Tyler Hero is a little more ripe, you know, needs another year of experience to be good in the playoffs again. I haven't seen it. Uh, let's just let's just see when the ripeness hits in. Yeah, that's, let's see when that's, these fruits are ready to pick. That 76ers loss really hit Tommy hard. Um, he's just just really emotional and just just letting it all out. Now you can really tell there with the word verdant. Um, you know, uh, it's a lot, lot to unpack there. I really don't want to get into it. It's it's twelve thirty four here in the Eastern Time Zone in Frat Row, so. Yeah, nothing really to say that. I think we're just going to let the game speak for itself. Going to add this soundbite as well to my folder and um, the rest of the history. Chet, one thing I'd like to leave you off with after our item of the day and sponsorship of the day, curbside scenery with a little sapling. After our agenda of the day, Bryce Harper, back-to-back MVPs, and after our word of the day, Verdant, I'm going to go on ahead and leave you off with one last thing. The painstaking truth of the day. The Miami Heat are not good. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. I'm Tommy. That was Jet, Ken, Bobby, Edward, Evan, whoever else lives with this guy. And this is the 25-8 Sportscast. Thanks, everybody. They all say hi. Mm, Okay, thank you.